Welcome to Motherhood Makeover Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Faust, mom of two boys and certified nutrition coach and personal trainer. I help busy and overwhelmed moms, is that you? Make self-care simple by focusing on the five foundations of health and wellness so that you can feel your best and love who you see in the mirror. So this episode is going to be a little different. This is the replay of my free three-day live workshop that I did on Instagram and Facebook last week. This is going to be three episodes going over what I did there. So if you already saw it, it might be a repeat for you, but this is such valuable information that I had to share it with you all on the podcast as well. And if you already watched it, this could be a good refresher for you because a lot of times when you listen to something two, three times through, you get more information and it hits differently than when you heard it the first time. So enjoy. Oh, welcome to day two of getting back to your healthy self. Today, what we're talking about, it is the least sexy thing you could ever talk about when it comes to weight loss. And I feel like no one ever wants to talk about it. So it is the most overlooked piece, the, mo- the biggest missing piece. It's pretty much never in any diet, which is why all of the diets you have ever tried have never worked for you before. So it's not your fault. It's not your fault the diets didn't work because you were never taught this. No diet ever teaches you this. So I am teaching it to you, teaching you it right now so that you can go ahead and get the results that you want. Because the reality is that where you are right now, your thoughts have created your current results. So in order to get the results that you want, you're also gonna have to change your thoughts in addition to all the healthy habits that you wanna create because being able to sustain those always comes back to your thoughts. So what you think impacts how you eat, okay? Without a whiteboard and really giving you these examples, basically it's TFAR, T-F-A-R. That is your thoughts create your feelings. Your feelings create the actions that you take and those actions create your results. So going back to how your your current results, where you are, your thoughts created a feeling of some sort. So maybe the thought was, it's just very stressful right now. And that feeling was overwhelmed. So then with overwhelmed, what the action you took was, was you didn't, you just wanted comfort foods, you wanted to sit on the couch, you couldn't really think about anything, uh, taking care of yourself, so it got you the current results now of not working out, not eating healthy. So it's just one small example. So in order to get the results that you want, you kind of have to backtrack. So you know the results, let's say it's weight loss, what actions do you want to take or have to take to get to that weight loss? Maybe it's being consistent with your eating, being consistent with your workouts. If that's the case, what do you need to be feeling to do those actions, to follow through on them? What do you need to be feeling? Maybe it's you wanna feel motivated. Okay, so what thought do you need to think in order to feel motivated? If your 
it, you want the thought to be re, like actual, your brain can believe it. So you don't want the thought to go from this is never going to work to I'm going to lose 100 pounds in three months because that's just not realistic and your brain's not going to believe it. So you want to come up with a thought that you can actually believe. So maybe the thought is I'm going, I am consistent with my workouts and healthy eating or I am putting in the work to have healthy eating habits. So whatever your action and you, you have to tie in the thought with the feeling and the action. All right, so that's the basis of it. Now I'm gonna, I wanna talk about the common thoughts that a lot of my clients have and I had in the beginning of my journey that you may not even realize are setting you back and holding you back from getting the results that you want. So the, the first we're gonna go over, there's one, two, three, I have six, so we're gonna go over six. First one is the right time. This is a very common one. I touched on this yesterday in the day one video. If you haven't watched that, make sure you go back and watch that one. There's never a right time. And so you need to change your thought on that. If you keep, you find yourself thinking again and again, it's just not the right time. Why is your brain trying to tell you it's not the right time? And maybe you just need to work on changing the thought to it is the right time. There's this now is the perfect time because there's no guarantee of tomorrow. There's no guarantee that there will be a better time because I mean, look what happened the last year and a half. No one expected any of this. And so you can't predict what's gonna happen. So even if you plan like January is gonna be perfect, January may come and maybe totally different scenario than you had imagined. The next one is cost. A lot of times I hear it costs too much to eat healthy. It costs too much to have to work out and I, if that's your thought, I want to challenge you on where that is coming from. Why does it seem too expensive to you? What is expensive mean to you? The reality is when you're actually eating unprocessed, a lot of whole foods, it actually is generally less expensive than eating all the packaged processed goods. Um, obviously, there's like a caveat if you're only eating ramen noodles, of course, that's going to be like the cheapest diet possible. But if you're already eating tons of pre-made frozen meals, um, lots of takeout, just or eating out a ton. If you actually pull, dial that back and start to eat a lot of whole unprocessed foods, you'll find that you will save a lot of money. And same thing with working out. Yes, gym memberships can cost money, but if you decide that you wanna commit to it, you can just work out. YouTube these days has tons of amazing free workouts, and I've tested a lot of them out, so I know they're good. And you can just do it from the comfort of your home. You don't need to have special workout clothes or workout shoes, and there's tons of body weight, so you don't even need weights or bands or any equipment. So again, cost, if that's a thought that you're having, kind of dig deeper as to what the thought, where that's coming from and how you can change that thought. Number three is the pain of changing. A lot of times it is easy to resist changing because there's, I mean, with any sort of change, there is pain. It feels uncomfortable. And I really like the quote, you can choose the pain of change or the pain of staying where you're at. Either way, it's a choose your pain. All right, so you gotta choose your pain. Look at it that way if you have to. If your brain is trying to tell you all the reasons why this is gonna be so challenging, so hard, 
look at that pain and kind of reset how you're looking at it because your brain, like I talked about yesterday, is just trying to keep you safe. Your brain equates familiarity, what you're doing now with comfort, even if it's not healthy. That's why even if you are doing um, like drug addicts, they have a very hard time stopping because in their brain, it equates safety and familiarity because it's the changing is very, very scary. It's the unknown of what happens when they give that up um, with other things aside. Okay, and along with the pain of change comes expectations. So the pain of change could be coming from expectations that you're gonna feel super deprived. Um, maybe you're thinking it's gonna be no fun. You're not gonna be able to do any sort of social things or go out with friends. And that's where this pain of change is coming from because you're expecting to feel this way or maybe you've done a really restrictive diet in the past and that's what you had to do according to the rules of that whatever that diet was like whole 30 or keto and you had to give up a ton of foods and it just felt you felt deprived the entire time those thoughts can make it feel like it's painful but you can live a healthy lifestyle you can lose weight and you don't have to feel deprived you can still go out and have fun and be social. It is possible. And the other part of expectation is when you go into healthy lifestyle changes, expecting immediate results. In the days of Amazon Prime, myself included, we all love those immediate delivery, the two-day delivery, the immediate results. But that's just not reality when it comes to weight loss. With weight loss, you really have to give yourself a more I don't want to say slower because it's normal, but a normal expectation of half a pound to a pound a week, and it's not linear. So you're not going to start and see a consistent like half a pound every single week. It's going to go like up and down, up and down, up and down, and you should see a trending decrease. Like if you were to graph it, you would see it trending downwards over time. So that's the real thing is managing your expectation around what the results are gonna be. Just because you saw Regina George on Instagram posting her 30 day results and she lost 30 pounds, that's not realistic. It's probably mostly water weight. And those results don't impress me. What's impress What impresses me is I wanna check back in a year later and see if they've actually lost all, like kept the weight off that they've lost. Because the majority of time when you lose weight that quickly, it's from a lot of restriction or just crazy workouts, something to that effect. And so it's very easy to gain it all back as soon as you decide that you're done feeling deprived because who wants to live that way? All right, the next thought is it hasn't worked before or you won't commit. So your brain may choose one of the two, may choose both. The thought that you've tried a ton of diets before and it hasn't worked. So your brain may, may be saying, well, it hasn't worked before, so why would this time be any different? And you might catch your brain trying to talk you into that when you decide and commit to start this, start your healthy habits again, get back into shape, start eating your vegetables, whatever the goal is that you have, your brain might try to tell you, well, it didn't work last time, so why do you think it's gonna work this time? And that's just your brain telling you that and it's a little bit of build, rebuilding the self-trust, but you just have to know that that's just a thought. It's not fact, it's just a thought that your brain has given you. And one way to decide is, is this just a thought is kind of ask yourself, is this true? And how do you know? So like if your brain is telling you this isn't gonna work, 
well, how does your brain know that it's not going to work? Because you haven't even tried it yet. And the other half of it goes with the self-trust piece. Your brain might say, well, you're not going to commit. You're, you didn't do it last time, so you're not going to do it this time, so why even try? And again, it's just a thought. I promise you it can seem, that voice in your head sometimes can seem like absolute truth, like almost as if God was speaking to you through your head and that voice knows everything, but it's just a thought in your head and you have the power to change it and you don't have to listen to it. I was at a women's networking group that I'm at late, uh, recently and the CEO called it the itty bitty shitty committee. And I really liked that. So when that voice just starts telling you really negative things, those thoughts keep rolling in, you can just pause and go, I don't have time for you today, itty bitty shitty committee, because that's all it really is. And then the last one is a bigger, broader category, and I'm gonna touch more on it tomorrow, but it's overeating. Overeating can be caused a lot by your thoughts. So if you are struggling with uh, cravings, always overeating or eating, uh, to really too full or eating more than you had planned, that can a lot of times go back to your thoughts surrounding the food and your thoughts surrounding the situation, um, the circumstance of how or where you're eating. And so start to look at your thoughts. If you have problems where you always go for another margarita or another beer, or you're finding yourself, find, like you go for chips and you tell yourself you're only 10 and then you find your hand at the bottom of the bag, maybe start to, Pause and ask yourself, okay, what thoughts was I, like, what thoughts were you thinking when that happened? What thoughts were going through your head when you decided to start eating? What thoughts were going through your head during the eating? And what thoughts were going through your head after? And you can start to pick out those patterns and realize why they are creating the results that you currently have. So you're probably like listening, thinking, okay, but what the heck do I do? It's possible to change. And here's how you start changing your thoughts. The first, and I want to preface this with, you have may, ha, may have had some of these thoughts all the way back from childhood, depending on what the thought is. So you have had these thoughts for decades, and it's not going to change overnight. This is going to be like learning a whole new skill, like relearning how to ride a bike. It's going to take time. It's going to take practice. So don't beat yourself up. If you feel like you're doing really good with like better thoughts and then all of a sudden you have a you fall off the thought wagon and you have all these crappy thoughts come back just know you had these thoughts for so long it's going to take a lot of practice and repetitiveness to replace them so the first step is just awareness and becoming aware of these thoughts and how they are affecting you and when they're coming up that's really the first step because if you don't even know they're there, you can't do anything to stop them or change them. So just being aware of them. What can help with becoming aware is you can journal, you can keep a little in your notes app in your phone, like if it pops up when you're out or something, you can just put it in there to like go back to later when you have time. I really like to journal and I use the TFAR. This is what I learned from one of my business coaches and you do I will put the TFAR on a piece of paper, and if I know what the thought is, I'll start there with the thought and go, okay, what feeling, how do I feel when I think this thought? And then what action do I generally take? And try to get super specific with what action you take when you have that, that feeling. And then what results is it getting you? It's probably getting you whatever your current results, results are now. And then you wanna do it again 
but you want to figure out, okay, what action do you, what results do you want? And then you can kind of work backwards. So what action do you need to take to get that result? What feeling do you need to feel to take that action? And then what thought do you need to have to ha create that feeling? And that can give you and help you work too to figure out what that replacement thought is going to be. And you want to find a replacement thought that creates the action you want to take. Well, what, and like I said before, it has to be believable. So it may take some time trying to figure out what that thought should be that could be helpful in replacement. And this is where a coach can really come in handy because a coach is what I do with my clients is I will help guide them through and help them come up with replacement thoughts. If you have one that's really, really tricky, drop it in the comments or send me a DM and I'll help you come up with a replacement thought for it or give you a couple options that maybe will help you. And then again, just journaling and trying to figure out ways to create that self-love and that self-trust because that's a big piece of where these automatic negative thoughts come from too is if over time you've tried again and again and again to try to lose weight, to try to get healthy, and you have quit on yourself again and again and again, and you've given up again and again and again, that kind of breaks the self-trust. Think about it as if you had a friend that told you every single day, hey, I'm going to come over and we're going to hang out. And then every single day they said, oh, sorry, I can't hang out now. You would start to not believe them, right? You'd start to go, okay, you're not really going to come over today. We're not really going to hang out. Well, that's what happens in your brain when you make a promise to yourself. You tell yourself you're going to do something, like you say, I'm going to start working out, and then you actually don't do 